Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. We are back with episode 22 of the Fanzone Podcast. Pleasure to have you with us as always. We are, of course, joined by Colin. And again, we are joined by another guest. Uh, Ange is still, unfortunately, not feeling too great. So we've got uh, another standby guest. Uh, this time it is Rob. Rob, how are you doing? Evening, gents. Pleasure Very good. to have Yourselves? you with us. Yep, absolutely fantastic. It's uh, it's nice to have good you to with be us. Here. Absolutely. Uh, a bit of a, a disappointing episode, I think, is in store for, for some people. Uh, after a defeat on the road against Portsmouth. Not our proudest performance away from home this season uh, and, and one that I think we're going to dissect in a little minute. But before we get started, we've got a question, since as you are our guest. Uh, so it's a question we ask all of our guests. There's no escaping it. Uh, so you wake up uh, and you're fancying a full English. What goes on your plate? What is every ingredient that consists of a full English for you? Take your time, though, because it's quite an important question there. It is. Very. Do you know what? My, my friends go for full English breakfast most weekends and they, they fantasise about them. They, they, they post their reviews on who does the best one in Bolton. And I, in my time, I've actually drifted away from the full English, so I have to be proper in the mood for it. But if I'm in the mood for it, I like doing it myself. So my full English would be um, proper sausages, bacon, fried bread. My eggs are scrambled. And I'm really funny. I'm For, for a Brit, I'm, I'm a bit unkeen on um, black pudding. My dad and my granddad used to love it, but it just doesn't fit with me. So I'll probably just throw the beans on there. And then, um, yeah, probably have like an espresso coffee with it to wake me up. Define proper sausages, Rob. Um, proper sausages. It's a good question, really, because um, I, I live across the road from a butcher's, so if I've had a good week right. at work, I'll treat myself to some premium ones. But, um, yeah, 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 I like them quite thick, quite thick, good, chunky sausages. My, mess, my, that... missus got, my missus got her own view on that, and she says that the ones that aren't like herby, as she calls them, you know, like when they've got like bits yeah, of like yeah, yeah. herbs, they're no good on a, on a, on a full English. Like, I, I'm inclined to agree, to be fair. Do any of you uh, gents on an air fryer? Yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got one of those ninjas and it's changed my life. And I think bacon is in a different dimension for an air fryer. Maybe it's just um, the sensation of having something new in your kitchen, but I've uh, I've (laughs) noticed the difference. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. They are, they are they're pretty magic things. I think that might be up there with with one of the best full Englishes we've had. Uh, I think I think that might top it. It certainly beats, beats Angie's with a poached eggs anyway, that's for certain. Um, yeah. Right then, come on. Let's approach the elephant in the room. Come on. Because I think... The elephant in the room, indeed. Uh, that was, Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> 3-1 defeat on the road. Uh, not, not our proudest performance, as I said. If you are watching at home, let us know your thoughts on the game uh, and let us know your thoughts on what we're talking about as we go through the pod. But... Yeah, a difficult game, really tough. Uh, well, since as you're our guest, Rob, we'll go to you first. But what did you make of the game? Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I'm a season ticket holder, and I've I've um, I followed the team when they're away, and I catch a lot. But actually, last night I was flying back from Morocco, so I didn't watch the game in full. 
but I've I've used like today and Twitter and various people's thoughts just summarise it up. I don't know about you, but like a midweek sort of trip to Portsmouth, uh, right in the south coast, it kind of fills you with dread anyway, no matter what form you're going into. It's always a tough fixture. Uh, they have very, very strong home crowds. So I think the um, the game itself is daunting, whether they would be second in the league, top of the league or bottom of the league. Um, just given Wanderers' schedule over the last um, number of weeks and the highs they've been through to getting, from, getting to Wembley, um, to the you know very strong home form they possess, they got away with one at the weekend against Port Vale. You kind of felt a bump in the road was coming a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it's disappointing to lose. Um does it sort of affect where we are? I don't know. I kind of made my piece a little bit with, uh, with the playoffs and of us sort of like um, consolidating what we've got to sort of secure our place there. It's always going to be a big, big, big push for those automatics. But a few questionable sort of selections for me and Everett. Um, I've read a lot about uh, you know, Toll um, playing left centre-back, where that, he's, he's done very well in the position since he's, he's come into the team. And I don't know. It kind of felt like if, if there was going to be a bump in the road, I sort of saw it maybe happening here. I don't know what you boys thought. Colin, do you want to take on from that? Yeah. Um, I on, on Sunday's podcast, I was um, I was of the opinion that if Ian Everett got his tactics right, we would we would produce a result yesterday and get a positive result as a as a result of that, if you will. Um, and I think you, you're right in a sense that there, there was a few questionable um, selections, including obviously playing Owen Tall in that, in that particular position. However, he, he's kind of ha- had to do that or is having to do that because of the amount of games that we're playing in such a short period of time. Um, yeah, It's understandable and, and it is a balance and we can't ever really be critical of him as, as a manager because I think he's, he's, well, his records prove how how impressive he's been during his time at the club. As far as yesterday goes, um, we haven't got a great record there. I was hoping that we've kind of moved on from that as a club um, and we were able to, you know, put the past, keep the past in the past and move forward. It was very disappointing. It was very sloppy. I know, you know, there were quite a few misplaced passes from a lot of players, not even just passes, clearance, clearances were misplaced as well. Um an overall quite a disappointing performance and especially from a defensive point of view as well because obviously we switched off um, for all of their goals which is very much unlike us um, but you know one of them games you know we, we can't win them all can you? you just need to get behind the lads and and and, and move move forward really and, and pick up a positive result against Markham Absolutely and I think that is the imperative thing that you know you can't win them all just dust off from this one take what you can from it, learn from it and move on. Uh, and obviously it's imperative now that we bounce back against against Morecambe. Um, I think from the outset, it just looked like it was going to be a tough game. As soon as the ball was kicked, they had played with a high press. And by, I think, half time, 60 minutes, the lads looked really leggy and tired. Um, and there's only so much you can do against a, a really energetic Portsmouth team that, that looks really up for it, which on home soil you would expect. Uh, Lee and Shortire came into the squad. It was a selection that we were discussing in, in the previous episode, uh, who would you know line up the midfield and lead the line. What did you make of their performance, Colin, uh, with Lee and Shortire? Obviously, two, I don't want to say lightweight midfielders, but, but not your perhaps hustle and bustle midfielders that, that Kyle Dempsey offers. What did you make of them? them uh, well, that... Last- 
that duo, if you want to call it that, that duo worked very, very well against Charlton away a few weeks ago. Um, so we can't really be of the opinion that it's not the right selection. Uh, I think they do work well together. Um, you know, Shaw is proving to be a very impressive young young man. Uh, I do worry sometimes, again, does bypass him a little bit. Um, he does try to get on the ball, obviously, in, 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 in impact games, but um, I think he sometimes struggles a little bit. I think probably the physicality is, is taking its toll a little bit on him. Um, but yeah, I think as a partnership, it, cert- it certainly works, really. It, it, when you've got you know, a, a, a number 10 like Dion who, who chases and, and presses everything down, it frees up a little bit of space for them to pick up them loose balls and create. It just didn't work yesterday. We were just, we were just sloppy from the offset. Um, you know, card MC, clear chance, goes in. Probably a different game. We probably win two 0 two one maybe. Fine margins in it, as as as, as we always say. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Kieran Lee and um, Shaw Shortire, I, I have no qualms with with them two as a partnership. And you know, I think going back to what you said before about the, the, the amount of you know the amount of games and stuff and the changing of of players and all that and and how tired they're looking, it's evident that because obviously we're picking up injuries, aren't we? Picking up little niggles. Uh, Victor apparently tw- pull, pulled his hamstring or, or tweaked his hamstring in, in the warm-up yesterday, yeah. and it, you know it's there's a lot of ga- there's been a lot of games over a short period of time, aren't there? So it's yeah. funny it's funny you say that, Colin, isn't it? Because at the start of the season, when Thomason had a real run in the side, you kind of thought for the first time for in a long while, certainly all the time I've supported Bolton, Bolton have always operated on quite thin squads, where it's always been a very recognisable, familiar sort of starting eleven with obviously a couple of substitutions. Before Christmas, in that first half of the season, I turned around to my cousin and my dad and I said, I worry we've actually got too many midfielders. And obviously then you take a bit of a knock with Thomason and injuries and, you know, yeah. like you say, that, that sort of um, all of games coming together, the long cut run that obviously Wanderers have endured. It's now, you'd sort of, you'd, you'd love a, like a George Thomason to be able and fit to come into a, one of these kind of games, wouldn't you? MJ as well, I think we're missing him massively. I think he yeah, doesn't yeah. get the respect. I, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. Um, he's certainly, the, the, the Port Vale game especially the other day, he was screaming out for him in, in the middle of the park. Somebody could put the foot on the ball and break up play a little bit and try and control yeah, yeah. the tempo a little bit. Uh, and he would have been ideal last night as well. So the sooner we get him back, the better. Is there um, a question? I mean, you summed it up, Colin. I think Everett's been wonderful for Wanderers, and you know, I think we're really lucky to have him. But there was a lot of talk about this B team and the, um, I guess the the influence this was going to have. We haven't seen loads of that B team sort of progress. Is there, is there not an opportunity for someone there? Is that? I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think we give it time yet. Personally, we, you know, it's it's, it's very much in its uh, infancy, in it really. And I, th- I think we got we got to give the lads that are in that setup, ch- you know, the chance to come through. And maybe you know, if we win the Papa Johns and we're lucky enough to get promoted into the championship, then next season we don't have the Papa Johns to, to worry about. And maybe that's when you know these um, these lads could get maybe get better cup runs because you're not gonna you know we're not gonna get further in any cup competition are we so maybe that's the opportunity to blood some of the bees but yeah I think we just got to give it chance to to come to fruition really mm. absolutely uh, Nelson Kumbeni I think is one of the yeah. few who have made it onto the bench uh, from the B team uh, but obviously quite a few of them are out on loan um, Adam Seamley I think has been out around the block a little bit on loans. Um, I think we'll probably, yeah. I think we'll probably find there'll be they'll often be a 
a, a, a big shift in, in in amount of players coming in and out of that particular setup. I would expect it'll, it'll be quite a few move on in the summer, and we'll get quite a few in. You just in the same breath as you would do the first team, you'd hope that the players come in are better than the ones that are getting released. You know, sure. Adam yeah. Sini, for example, I don't think he's good enough to make the cut of the club. You wish him all the best. He was there on the hard times, but you know, you replace him with somebody who's you know better, who's going to be able to step yeah. into the first team. Um, bit cutthroat, but needs must because that's what it's there for, isn't it? Gets very good reviews, doesn't he? Though when he goes out alone, they, they always seem to, to admire him quite a lot. Yeah, but it's look at the level he's playing at. Yeah, of course. You know, we need to be looking that way, don't we? Not what's yeah. going on below us. Of course, yeah. and it's sentiment as well. Obviously, being a Bolton lad, you, there's, there's, I think there's, there's part of it that would love him to progress. But you know, oh yeah, absolutely yeah. Um, but how old is he? Things, I guess. I don't know. Is he 22? Is that a good guess? Yeah, probably. So, you know, he should be, if he's going to be playing for us, he should be in the, the, the certainly the squad now, shouldn't he, really? Yeah. A similar feel, really, to uh, to Brockbank. There were a lot of people wishing yeah. him to succeed just because of his, you know, boiled club, uh, that sort of uh, sentimental attachment to it. Um, but just in the sort of the nature of the defeat yesterday, uh, it felt a little bit disappointing to, to concede from three set pieces. Um, I don't think any of their goals really were, were spectacular, um, albeit well-worked set pieces. I think a large part of that was down to uh, what Everett said was our mental fatigue, just that switching off, you know, a lot of games in a short space of time, you know, you feel it physically, but as, uh, on, on the counter to that, there is also the, the, the f- mental fatigue that you feel after playing a lot of football. Um uh, and that, that just causes you to switch off in those key moments. Uh, and it feels like that's where some of our, our, our you know, fall down was uh, yesterday. Colin, what did you make of their goals? Uh, do you think it's anything to be concerned about? Or do you agree that it was just a case of, of that mental fatigue? Yeah, I mean, you have to. I think the the weather played its part as well. Certainly in the first goal, the, you know, the, the bounce of the ball and the, the misjudging. And again, that's, that's probably, you know, that switching off from being, being tired although they did fly down, stay in a hotel and fly back today. So it's not like, you know, they're too tired, I guess. But um, it could have been a lot worse for them, couldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the goals themselves, they're very, very unlike us, aren't they? So there's no concerns as far as I'm concerned with, with, with them. Um, although, you know, Markham at the weekends, we've got to expect, you know, a physical battle with plenty of set pieces and, you know, similar type of... Um, approach to trying to get get ahead in the game really so we need to be ready for that um i'm just thinking the sooner we get um johnson back the better absolutely i think he's just an integral Um, part of that that defense isn't he indeed i saw saw a post on twitter that said that his absence has been missed um obviously we don't really have that that out and out left center back you know and better i mean yeah but wasn't really as at home as Johnston, which is to be expected considering he's bound, he's bound, we're bound to miss him though, aren't we, Ben? Let's be honest. He's, he's probably been probably been the best player of the season for me. Much improved, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, last year I questioned his. Um, he didn't seem to win much in the air last year, and often he was out muscled at times. And I think that's where he's he's really enhanced his game. He's come and back. Really... He's come back like a man, hasn't he? In, after the summer, he's, he, he's yeah, he looks like a different, looks physically like a different player. Not so much his abilities in terms of playing football, yeah. but physically, he looks like a, a different player. He's fast become Absolutely. a real asset to the club. 
when you look Absolutely. at you look at, you know we for years and years and we had the the fall over Athlone of course which has been put to bed now but you know um, we you now look at this team you talk about Morleys and Johnsons and there's some real assets where you think people in the championship would pay good money for them and that's the position obviously Wanderers have got again isn't it. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want, isn't it? Really, that we want, you know, if it's not us that it, some of these lads are playing in championship with, we want to, you know, sell them on. Even if we get promoted, and you know, a, a club who's looking to get in, you know into the Premier League comes in and pays five, six million for them, let them go. Say thanks very much and move on. We we discussed this on many a times, haven't we, Ben? In the past, we can't really have that emotional attachment that we've had in the past with players because you know that that's been our downfall, and it really is as as, as a club. That is absolutely the business model we have at the minute. Uh, you know, it's just a case of buy them cheap, sell them high. Um, that's just where we are at the minute. It's worked wonders for, for Brentford in, in to sit in the Premier League at the minute. And it's one that uh, Sharon has not hid away from. And it's one that she's admitted that, you know, she's looking to build a, a sustainable model, if you will, Um unlike perhaps some of the teams that we've seen in this league that rely so heavily on owner investment. Um, that's something she's not looking to sort of step you still, into. You still need that though, Ben, don't you? You know, we can't, Absolutely. if we get promoted, let, you know, let's be honest, we, we, I mean, we don't know what, what support from, the, you know, the, 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 the um, football ventures group, you know, we don't know what that looks like, but, you know, if you, you can hazard a guess that it's not going to be enough to probably take us, further in the championship. So we're going to need some investment. It can't be purely on the money ball, can it? No, absolutely. Uh, and I don't think Sharon thinks that either. I was watching, uh, she did an interview with uh, Cowgills and I rewatched That's right. It was brilliant, interview. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was really, really fascinating. She said, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's a three-year journey with her or whatever, as long as she sort of sets us off in the right direction, it means she's done her job. Uh, Tobias has put on a a comment and he said that we were flat-footed from the first kick of the ball, second best to everything and making sloppy mistakes that we don't usually make. It was inevitable that we were going to burn out at some point and he can't blame the lads personally. We can't be playing with that intensity every game, especially with the busy month of games that we've had. Full faith in the boys and I'm sure that this will give them, I think... Uh, give them a bit of a reality check that we aren't invincible. We have the quality, and I'm confident this blip doesn't hurt our chances. Spot on. Spot which on. Is fantastically put. I couldn't just, have said it better myself. Just remind us, Ben, if you've got the the fixtures to hand, what, what do they look like in terms of the next few? Obviously, we've got more come on Saturday. What's the break between that Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich? Have you got it to hand? Uh, nope, but I can do. I think we're craving a break, aren't we? Like a decent break. Yeah, we played lads, five in four weeks, which is an awful lot of football. Uh, so obviously mm. we have Morecambe on the Saturday, and then Ipswich the following Saturday, uh, and then we play Sheffield Wednesday on the Friday. Um, so that's you know not quite the week that we'd want. But then from the seventeenth of March, we don't play again until Plymouth, which is the second of April. Um, however, I don't think that's quite the break that we would have wanted. Obviously, I think Charles is going to be away on international duty with Northern Ireland. It's Connor Bradley will be as well, won't he? Will be as well. And Owen um, Toll, I would imagine. And possibly Owen Toll as well. So it's a break for some lads, but unfortunately not for all. And it's it's one of them. It's, ever, a, it's a break for the majority though, Ben, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the most important. You know, you you go with a club of our stature and, and size. You're always going to have you know internationals within you, within you, within your ranks. And you know, as long as we, as long as the majority get a, a good rest, then you can deal with that, can't you? Absolutely. Well, we really need to really need to um, wrap Dion Charles up in cotton wool for that um, international yeah. break. You know, we are really we are, and it's good by the way. I'm, I'm pleased we, he's, the, he's the striker we signed, isn't he? And he's really come to um, fruition this this um, second part of the season. But you feel if Wanderers are going to get anywhere near promotion this year, he is critical to that. Isn't he? Would be oh, good, yeah. He's, he's obviously he's bringing the team now. Well, even even in a loss, he scored, didn't he? So, yeah, 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 and he, yeah, he has got that instinct, hasn't he? I think the fr- the, the frustrating thing is, well, perhaps not because maybe we, people people would have tried to sign him in January, but he missed so many chances in the first half of the season. Now he's he's, he's found his shooting boots. You know, he's um he's another one, I guess. Where he, at the end of the season, if he finishes top of League One, you, you, you straight away his value is through the roof mm. in the goal scoring charts. That is never never worried about. I, I as silly as it sounds, I never mind it when a forward misses chances. Because eventually they'll start scoring. The ones that are yeah. never missing chances in a way are never, you know, a, a, a bad one, aren't they, really? Because that means they're not getting in the right positions. Yeah. 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 If that makes sense in my own. No, no, it, it just, makes sense in my head. Maybe, maybe, if you, maybe if you're Clayton Donaldson, then maybe there's some allowances there. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, certainly with Dion, we paid some in this league decent, a decent fee for him, didn't we? So I think we knew that one way that it was going to hopefully end in, um, in the sort of player that he is now. Mm. It's a real shame. It's a real shame that Victor got injured last night as well, and it because he he could have he would have probably come on after maybe with half an hour to go, possibly even earlier. And he would have replaced yeah. Dion Money, and we've got that that good churn of of our main centre forwards after him scoring as well at the weekend. But never mind. Hopefully yeah, he's, yeah. he's all right for Saturday. Absolutely. Um, it is that time uh, for the fan zone man of the match, uh, albeit not some uh, you know. Too many great performances last night, but I'm sure there's one that we can pick of. Uh, Colin, who are you giving your fan zone man of the match to? I think it's easy, isn't it, really? Poor performance across the board, and I think he probably would admit that he didn't play his best as well. But with with Dion scoring, you have to give it Dion, don't you, for the, for the, for the man of the match? Because, you know, even in a team that's blowing, blowing out the proverbial, he's scored on it, so... Uh, that's his job. So he's done. His, he's done his bit, hasn't he? In a way, absolutely, Rob. I must agree. agree. I must agree. Obviously, it's difficult when you lose, isn't it, to pick out a. Um, whenever we lose, I always used to think. I don't know if you remember, lads, when we were in the Premier League and, and they used to always announce the man of the match before the end of the game. And I think we were once beaten like five 0 by Chelsea. It went. It was saying today's man of the match. It was uh, Colin McGreevy uh, on the Tannoy. Then he, he would say today's man of the match that night. And everyone's just clearly just out of out of yeah, yeah. phones and for couple <laughs> yeah. other things. But no, you, you've got to obviously um, say Dion Charles because if if we are going to lose games, if our goal scorers obviously continue to score, you you must obviously think that that's good. And you know, a, a good performance is around the corner if he can maintain that. And we know that obviously when Rico and Toll and the defenders are on song, they're pretty tough to get past. We've got the foundations there to to really put the sword to people and hopefully start with Markham on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for, for Charles, you know, it's great for confidence, in, if nothing else, that he's just still finding the back of the net, even in, in those games that we, you know, we don't come out on top. Uh, and so for me, it's the same. I'm going to give mine to, to Charles, which I think is the first time in a while that we've actually had oh, all three please. given to the same person. 
I'd rather um, I'd rather us not, and I'd rather us win. <laughs> and I think yeah, yeah. that's the reason why, in it, because we've been winning so much. We've all yeah. got different angles with that one. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, my next question for you both, uh, which, if you look through the agenda, you might have gone on and gone, "Was that meant to be in there?" Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why? Now, I was sat in the car. I was on my way to get my dinner and I sat and thought to myself, if I could have a superpower, it would be that I could invent any situation and see how it played out. And my reason for thinking that was, you might think I have far too much spare time on my hands. But if you were to take a player like Santos, for example, and put him in Man City's team, I would just love to see what that would look like just for four or five games what Santos would look like in a City team and vice he'd versa. Like, so like, he'd look like a fish out of water. <laughs> just like De Bruyne in Grimsby and see what happens just for five games, just for a couple of weeks. So, I mean, if it came down to it, that probably wouldn't be my superpower. But, you know, for the sake of the podcast, that's what we're going to go with. Um, but first of all, I'm going to ask you, what do you think would happen if you put uh, Kevin De Bruyne in a Grimsby shirt for five weeks, Colin. It'd be, it'd be man at match every week, <laughs> and and he'd, he'd probably um, eat a lot more fish than he does now. Yeah, I was going to make a fish reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be my guess. Um, probably like what is it? Youngs. There are other fish and chips options available. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he'd eat a lot of fish. He'd eat a lot more fish, and it'd be man at match every week. That'd be my guess. And as for as for Santos playing for City, he'd look like a fish out of water. Back to the fish references, because he'd uh, just get. He, he, I think he'd probably admit it himself. He won't. He wouldn't be up for that standard, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but probably shouldn't be saying that on a Wanderers podcast. But he definitely isn't good enough for the Premier League. Louise Davis has just said that uh, De Bruyne would get injured, and I can probably imagine that. That in the likes of you know, League Two, he'd probably just get absolutely snapped every game. His brain would um, be like his brain would be like seven or eight steps ahead of every single other player, so they wouldn't even know where he is. Yeah, he'd have finished at half time, wouldn't he? He'd just be sort of like stood in the middle of the pitch, just wandering around. <laughs> so, um, what actually would be your superpower? Um, I'm hoping you've got something a little bit more exciting than mine, but, but Colin, what would yours be? Give it to the guest first. You know, he's the guest. I don't know. I think I think being able to read people's minds is a good one because that can work in your favour in so many different ways. But to put it in a Wanderers reference, you could, you know, you could you could look into the mind of the manager. You could spill tactics. Um, it's also thinking ahead as well, isn't it? If you could, um, you could do it from a player's point of view. You could, you could. Um, think about what other players clubs are trying to sign you could beat them to it just so many advantages of being that step ahead um also probably good on penalties as well for keepers going which way yeah. on the spot though you know that's a great show yeah. that. very good answer very good answer great show. a lot better than mine actually because I, I was just going to go down the traditional route of, of, of invisibility yeah. because I, I i'm like despite my age I, I'm, I'm still leaning on the um, on the getting into the the environment of footballers on the day, like I, I'm I'm all for like cameras here, cameras there, audio here, audio there. So I think it'd be really good from uh, in, being visible because you could obviously be with be amongst the lads and be amongst the dressing room and be amongst uh, 
you know, the ongoings of a day-to-day football club and be quite interesting to see kind of how it goes on from a fan's perspective. I mean, it'd be obvious, wouldn't it? They'd be playing a lot of football and having a laugh like, but, you know, from a tactical standpoint is what I'm mainly referring to. Is that I a crap like answer? That's, that's, that's a poor answer no. compared to your... Yeah. So I, I rate it. We've all gone for, you know, football-inspired things, which is what I was looking for. So, you know, absolutely. <laughs> um, what? Let us know if you're at if you're at home watching this. Let us know in the live chat what your superpower would be, and make it football-related. So if you could have or, a superpower, what would it be? Or Ben, if they're watching it in the future and they want to comment, you know, they can put a comment below, can't they, as well, and, and tell us. Yeah, exactly. If you're, watching, read, if you're watching on YouTube after the podcast has gone out, just comment. And if you're listening on Spotify, head over to our Twitter and mention us what your superpower would be. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll share some of the best ones. Uh, but try it has to be football-related, though, yeah. 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 Not just that you'd be, you know, instantly like minted or something because weren't we all but that was mine i was gonna say we could solve all our problems about investors and just get a lot of cash so we don't have to worry about what sharon's britain's business plan is well yeah certainly make everyone's lives a little bit less stressful um but uh looking ahead uh morecambe and i think we're gonna need a few superpowers uh to to overcome our little bit of fatigue and uh and put in a a rough performance, I think, is going to be against Morecambe. Not an easy team to play against. Uh, they're 20th in the league. So, well, you know, they're going to be looking at us thinking, might be looking at us thinking that they'll just come on the back of a defeat and after a really tough run of fixtures, will their tails be up following quite a congested run of fixtures that we've had? Uh, what do you think, Colin? Um, two things. Did the plane that they get today, did it divert to Tenerife by any chance for a few days? Have they have they gone just chilling out, relaxing for a couple of days, and then flying back on th- on, on, on Friday or something? No, um, I, I, what's the weather like on Saturday, Marco? Is it not? Is it just that? I'm sure it's always raining there. It, it, must, it must be similar to Bowen. It, well, it's, yeah, in the summer it can be better the on the coast, can't it? But. It's, it looks on the, on the, on a dodgy iPhone weather forecast. It's just overcast and um, yeah. Let's hope it stays. To... Let's hope it stays like that. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I do think that you know when when you've got the elements against you, the way we play, and the way they'll be wanting to play against us, that could be you know a, 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 a negative like it was I guess last season when we played them at Markham because it was absolutely teaming it down, weren't it? Um, yeah. And the elements were against us, and, and it does matter um, because of the, the you know the expansive way we play football. Um, yeah, we need to. We if you need to. You need to respond, don't you, with a win? You know, we we can't get into that rut, can we? And you you are up against you're up against a poor side, aren't you? At the end of the day, and, yeah. And I think that the lad the lads obviously will be backed very well by the people that managed to get a ticket. Um, you didn't know Ben, did you? No, that's sorry. Nope. Yeah, you didn't, did you? So the the ones that got tickets will be backed well by by them. So you know that always helps, doesn't it? Um. But yeah, we we gotta we gotta respond with the women. I I just really think we're at the stage of the season now, and the stage of where we are, um, where we should really be putting teams like this to the sword. I don't mean it in a disrespectful mm. way. Um, if Wanderers aspire to be in the championship, I, you know, I don't think we can tiptoe around teams that are in the lower half of the table. You know, we've we've got more than 
bags of ability to to really undo sides. You know, you saw what we did to Peterborough. If one just start the game quick, there's no reason why they can't really get on the ascendancy, and um, and sort of um, like you said. Um, be two, three goals up in the in the first half hour. That is so within Wanderers, and, and even we, we saw a lot at the start of the season where we, we said this over and over again. It, it'll only be so long before Wanderers, you know, score five or six against someone. You saw it. We had two five nil wins in successive games. It's so capable of this side, and I think the only thing that yeah. holds them back is the legs. Is I the think. Fatigue. Uh, yeah, but maybe that I think maybe it's... that was a bit of a rude awakening. The, the the defeat maybe that hurt them a bit. Hopefully, you see a bit of backlash there from Wanderers. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I think it's just the old the old adage in it. It's just scoring when you're on top as well, and score getting putting away your chances as well. Like like I said before, if Dempsey scores yesterday, and we probably win that game, don't we? And that's what it's all about. But I totally agree with you. We need to put in like teams like this to to the sword without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. Um, Morecambe's biggest loss this season was a 5-0 defeat to Derby. Um, so it would be uh, very interesting should that happen to play out again. Um, Bolton are currently nine points clear of Wickham, I believe, uh, who are the team just outside of the playoffs. But Wickham do have three games in hand, which don't really mean much. But should they win all three, that would very quickly bring them level with us. So is this a game that Everett will be looking at as a must-win, not least given the fact that we're in a, a quite a precarious league position where we aren't dead set for playoffs. Um, it's very much one that we still have to cement our own place. It's not a given that we'll get it. Um, but also, you look at the fixtures that we've got coming up. We play the top... Our next three games are all three of the top three in our league with Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich and Plymouth. They're not easy games by any stretch of the imagination, but they're going to be made a whole lot more difficult should we be on the back of two league defeats uh, against Portsmouth and possibly Morecambe. So, Rob, what do you think? Is Everett looking at this as a a must-win and a must-bounce back? I think, to be honest, we're at the stage of the season now where we just literally have to win every game. I don't think we're, we're, we're going to be um, at the situation where we're going, well, if they lose that game, they lose that game. Wanderers has got to focus on their own business. And I think they're more than capable. They, they, they merit where they are in the league. Um, I don't think for, for a second we look out of place where we are. Um, this, this, this football we played this year where we justify being in the top two, but we've also played some ordinary football as well. So if you, it averages out. Wanderers... Um, are pretty well set in those playoff places, and despite playing a lot of the teams, like you mentioned, that are in the um, the height, the top positions in the table, um, you know, even if if maximum points aren't taken from those games and there's a few draws, I would still expect Bolton where they are now to, to comfortably finish in the playoffs. So Ian Everett probably just looks at it as um as just another a day at the office. He just he, he wants to win every game. He believes that his sides can win every game. And, um, and and we are capable of winning every game, but as we saw midweek, you know, there will be the occasional bump. We probably will lose again this season, but like I said, there's, there's, there's goals added to that team now. We're seeing goals from different areas, um, mm. you know, seeing some of the best football we've seen all season. So I think we've just got to roll with it. I really think we have to, you know, and just um, hopefully come the end of the season, we're, um, we're more or less certainly secured in those playoffs. And I don't know, I, I think automatics is, is a bit beyond us now, but that's just me. 
Well, you, yeah, you, you never you never know in football, do you? There's, you know, we'll have bumps, but other teams will have bumps as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's still, what, 15 games to go, I think? Maybe slightly yeah. less for us, something along them lines. Still a lot of football. It might have been yourself, Colin, who tweeted it, but um, I'm pretty sure a lot of those teams play each other as well. Also, what I mean by that is I think Barnsley will play Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday might play Plymouth. There's still a lot to contend to. It's not just us, obviously, us to... Um, you know, to um, yeah. to deal with that deal with that side of the of the fixture list. Yeah, it wasn't me who tweeted that, but I what I, I had seen that tweet, and I was actually going to refer to that um, point exactly. I also think ever as far as his mindset is concerned, I think he'll be buoyed by the fact that we have got players coming back into the squad uh, from injury, and I think that'll help. And I think the the two players specifically that we've mentioned already, being um, Thomason and, and and MJ, I think that's. A critical part of the pitch that we, we we need to be winning them battles, and I think that's probably the reason why um, we only scraped through against Port Vale and lost to, to to Pompey. I think we lost them midfield battles as well, and obviously that's the area we've been heavily reliant on. We on Carl Dempsey in recent weeks, um, but he's you know obviously he's got a lot of stuff going on off the pitch, and it's going to take his it's going to take his his toll on him in it. So I think having them two back will certainly help Ian Everts' mindset in terms of how we move forward over the next few weeks. Do we have some time scales on those on those uh, returns? I think they're pretty imminent. To be fair, I think Tom, George Thomason's back now. Um, I think um, did he say that uh, Johnson's back on the grass in training? I think contact training. Yeah. So he's I imminent. So. And, and same goes for MJ. Well, so um, there we are. Our bodies coming back pretty quickly, which is has been needed. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I think heading into Morecambe is it's going to be a tough game, but you know imperative that we we head into our next run of tough fixtures. You know, with confidence. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, going to be really important for us. Uh, David Green has put a comment on saying, "Cannot disrespect any team. Fitness levels are worrying. Morecambe will be physical and fitter than us." Uh, which is a good point. Uh, you certainly can't disrespect anything. Yeah, we just but don't. Sure whenever, whenever we sort of stoop to someone's level and we try people at their own game and it becomes a fidget, we always seem to come out worse than that. I think one yeah. have just got to stick to the strengths and they play the best when they're at full confidence. If we start to play the same game as them, you've seen how many teams have come to the Reebok this year and sort of time-wasted. We can't. We're not geared up to play that sort of football, so we've got to. We've got to go with the attitude where we've got to stop over teams. I'm afraid. We, I, we tried. We tr- on... No, you're right. We tried to. We tried to match Wickham, didn't we, the other week, and that that fell on its arse, didn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah, going back to confidence, like yesterday, obviously they they weren't confident at all, were they? And that's probably why they were misplaced so many passes, and you know that fatigue element as well. Definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, it will be a tough old game, that's for certain. But one that I think we're all pretty confident that you know we have the ability to, to go and win. Uh, and so all that's left oh, to do now is... If you are going... Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. If you are going on Saturday and the lads are 25 yard out or 30 yard out and they've got the ball at the feet, don't shout shoot because the chances are, unless it's Aaron Morley, it's not going to go in. Yeah, I was going to say, let Morley have a go. Yeah, let him have a go. But if if Rico Owen Tall's got the ball from thirty yard, just let him play the football. Because <laughs> drives me insane. When we were at Accrington the other week, there was people screaming shoot from like thirty yards out. Do you, Never going to happen. 
They're playing in League One, aren't they? The League One footballers. They're not going to be able to ping it into the top bins with 30 yards out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I always Madness. recall, if you, if you could put a poll out saying, when you think of that, that Rose Ed sort of shot for Wanderers, who's the first player that springs into your mind? Because mine was always Ricardo Vazte. He had this like Bambi-like features and he had so much potential. We all wanted him to be like a, a world beater, but he always seemed to have no balance and, you know, and, and sky them all. J- JJ were a one in 10 though, weren't he? As much yeah. as we loved him. You know, he, he, he'd, yeah. have a, he'd have a pop and he'd go into the top corner from 35 yards, but his next his next nine would end up in Rose Z. Yeah. Yeah, the Ricky highlight Gardner's... reel catches that well, Ricky... is it? Gardner's another one, yeah, yeah. Ricky Gardner's another one, yeah. Ben's too young. Thinking... <laughs> uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Recently, I was thinking Clayton Donaldson, but I don't think he got it off the floor enough to be in Rose Ed. It was more like a... They were dark times then, weren't they? I feel so just sorry for your generation, Ben, mate. I know we've alluded to this a few times. Like you, You're just craving any 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 form of success, aren't you? Like, which is, you know, it's it's nice and that, but you know, us two are spoiled, aren't we? In that sense. What are the ages here? I'm I'm 30 next year. 35. It's a tough paper round for me, I know, but um, yeah, it's 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 funny now because I, when I go to away games, I was talking just before we started the show that um, you know, I, 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 you see we're seeing a lot more uh, youthful Bolton fans these days, and I put the argument whether we have more fans now than we did in the Premier League because it's a lot more accessible to watch Wanderers these days. You know, in terms of mm. if, if we were going to the Emirates on Saturday, it'd be like a two hundred quid job, wouldn't it? Instead, we you know you go to Morecambe and it's whatever. I don't know how much the tickets cost, but it's certainly if, if while while City United are so high in the Premier League, mm. you can be from the surrounding areas and, and watching someone like Wanderers or. You know, um, one of the football league northwest teams is is a lot easier to do with your mates, isn't it? On a on a youthful budget, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I think it does help me personally. You know, but as well, we're, we're more um, we're on that upward upward trajectory, aren't we? Whereas when yeah. when we're in the prem, as well as we were doing, not excluding like all seven, all eight, all six, all seven, all eight kind of time when we were battering everybody over Europe, but from like. 2010 onwards or nine onwards, we always had that feeling that we were going that way. So as a result of that, fans started going like that. Yeah, do you get what and I mean? That, that dates back even to the last time we were at Wembley. I think we were on that downward trajectory then. Yeah, because it was it was post. I always say that the, the watershed was Stuart Holden moment when Stuart Holden broke his leg. Everything went downhill, literally from there. I thought um, Moamba's incident was obviously after that, weren't it? But that was another, yeah. Incident that that, that and, we, and Chungi broke his leg in the preseason, didn't he? Once oh, as well, that, got that its new pot, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were all things that that contributed towards that that negative kind of, you know, downward trajectory, weren't they? Mm. But it is safe to say that we are picking back up now. Uh, so even though you grew up like, watching the likes of perhaps a Copture and Stuart Alden, I grew up watching Josh McGuinness and Clayton Donaldson. So who's the real winner? But yeah. uh, on that bombshell, I think that just about rounds off today's episode. Um, yeah, been a good one. Uh, surprising, actually, just how many of you tuned in. Even after what we thought was a disappointing performance, you have turned up in your numbers again, which we are very thankful for. Rob, um, um, sorry, Ben, can I interrupt a little bit again? Sorry, Rob, do you want to uh, tell us maybe a little bit about your podcast as well for people who aren't necessarily just football fans who do kind of follow other sports yeah thanks colin um i co-run a cricket podcast called the 212 men i'm not sure if any wanderers fans are, are cricket fans out there but my, my friend um 
myself and my friend bot set this podcast up about a year ago we there's a lot of the thing about cricket is and i know some people might dip at the toe in it or you know might not or whatever we want to try and make it more accessible for the average sports fan if those are wondrous fans then you're welcome to listen um a lot of cricket is, is very much in its clique and its group and they, they do general match coverage but we sort of take um, topics a bit wider we talk about the general health of the game we talk about um, independent topics like cricket from certain countries so we'll, we'll talk to people like Netherlands cricket but most importantly we have a laugh and it's the sort of conversation if you enjoy the sport where you feel you could probably get a beer or a glass of wine whatever your tip was and sort of join us and talk about some of the the game's hot topics. But uh, we're on Twitter, the Two Twelve Men. We're on Instagram. You know, all of our shows are weekly on Spotify. We get some great guests, so um, we'd love to have any Wanderers fans join us on there. Do you think? Do you think the um, the twenty twenty um, element of the sport has kind of helped that interest? It has and it hasn't. And there's arguments, obviously, that the. the um, the T Twenty games are a bit of a runaway train. You've seen a lot of these franchise leagues pop up over the years, and what's that? What that's doing is put a lot of pressure on international boards that can't afford to pay the players the same that these franchise leagues. The, the IPL is um is a drift with with billionaires from from India yeah. that that can pay you half a million pounds to play eight weeks of cricket in the IPL, where there's boards like Cricket South Africa, Zimbabwe, the West Indies. Um, there's a reason why those teams aren't as good as they used to be, and it's because of the financial um, economic situation of the game is, is is taking a particular turn and you know we've got some ideas how we can sort of um, bridge that gulf a little bit and how we can make it uh, I guess the a lot more competitive and you can see great teams like the West Indies sort of rise again but cricket is um, like football a very very political sport um, you, you might not know that you might think that it's um, a game that you know and love but we've since doing this podcast of from you know, I can say about a year now, we've we've learned more and more about that, and that, a lot of that has come from the guests we've spoken to and the and the and the research we've done. But you know, it's a, we have great fun doing it. So if you're a cricket fan, you know, like I said, please join us and uh, and tell us what you think. Am I right in saying that the T20? Sorry to to go back to that. Has, has that like put new new eyes on the sport? In yeah, a sense? yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot more digestible. It's a lot quicker. Uh, it's colourful, mm. it's music, it's on at sociable times. The 100 is played through the school holidays, so it works out yeah. better for uh, if you've got like small children, which I know you have, Colin. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bite-sized sort of way in getting um, people into cricket, and that's what the, the 100 was was born out of. It was to try and attract new audiences where, you know, someone like me who's, who's sad, I, could, I can watch every single ball of a test match for five days. Um, yeah other people would find that boring. But what I think they're trying to do is, is give you a bite-sized approach to cricket and then hopefully, you know, you can connect to other people and then get into some of those other formats. But yeah, it's, it's another chapter of cricket's political spectrum, for sure. It's it's like, I guess, with me, with my, with my golf, like I'll, I'll watch the Masters for days and I'll watch the Open for days. And it, obviously that's a similar thing for you, I guess, with your cricket, isn't it? Like sure. some people say that about golf and they were like, that's the, why the hell are you doing that type thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, my missus specifically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Well, but yeah, fantastic. thank you for that shout. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. So if you are uh, interested in cricket and you are a bit of a, a cricket fan or looking to get into it. And you can do exactly that. What we'll do is after the podcast, we'll pop over some uh, links to their podcast. And you can go and check it out if you would like to. But thank you all for watching. And thank you, Rob, for joining us once again. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me. Cheers, boys. Very, Thanks, very Rob. well. And that rounds off today's episode. 
So our next one will be Sunday, half seven. You'll be able to catch us uh, after Morecambe. Hopefully talking about three points on the road. But until then, we will catch you in the next one. Three-point podcast, Markham. We're going to keep saying it until it happens. I didn't say it before the Portsmouth game, so I think that's why we lost. Oh, did you not? Three-point podcast. You heard it here first. See you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Take care.